Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving. You have now joined Jenny from the Blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today, we have a very special interview. We actually have two guests today. This is our first time having two guests for an interview. We have Wahid and Giovanni from Smilesverse, which you guys know. Yeah, Michael and Andy have, well, Andy never talks, but they have been talking about Smilesverse for forever. And we are so excited to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Good morning. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Doing excellent, doing excellent. Yeah, this this is great. We've been waiting for this for a long time. This is really cool. It feels it feels like a full circle moment. You know, you guys were there right before launch, and then here we That's are. That's right. That's right. Yeah, let, let's talk about that. We did uh we did a clubhouse. I think Trish asked me to do that, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and I didn't really know, I didn't really know you, I heed your art, but Andy did. He knew it from beforehand, and he was like, Oh, I'm super excited about this one. So I was like, Yeah, let's do it. And and we went into that room. And so many people showed up and it was like a, a straight love fest. And we got to hear your story. And, and that was that was really fun. You guys remember that? I guess it was about a month before you dropped or so. I think you were getting ready to drop a little sooner and then you wanted to perfect a bunch of things. Yeah, that, that's. I feel like that's our uh, branding in a sense. I feel like it's over time, just the whole like, oh, this is when it's coming. Now nah, we got to do some stuff like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that room was just it was beautiful because before we're like okay we have to get ready you know people are gonna come with the questions we got to prepare ourselves and we went in there and it was like it was just beautiful you know just to see like it was we had the like we're like we we're ready for whatever but it's like we did not expect it to turn into where just people are like now nah, we just love this you know we're excited for this and that i feel like in a sense that gave us that little push of being like now nah, i gotta go make sure it's down perfectly before we mm. release it. that kind of faith people have in something they haven't even seen yet like I have to make sure it's perfect to the T, you know, more, I have to double check everything, make sure. Cause like, that's a lot of faith to happen with something that's not come out, especially in a space where, you know, things are just, you know, how it go. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely how it goes. People are, are very critical. But yeah, that was, uh, that was made it like so obvious. Everybody was so excited for it. And you did really do an amazing job. Like all of the little, like you look at these things and all of the little tiny details and the shadows and, how all the traits come together. It's it's really special. I'm a, just still a giant fan, still collecting more and more, you know, as, as we go along. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And and Giovanni, your your right hand man here. You're from you're from outside of Philly. Also, Andy and I are both from Northeast Philly. Yep, we gotta represent the Yeah, that's outside. right. Of course, of course. <laughs> Very cool. So uh I guess how did you guys get into NFTs to begin with? You wanna take it while you Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So I guess it's been about a a little over a year now. We met on Clubhouse probably back in like the end of January. 
Mm-hmm. I guess we're kind of both in the same situation. Like NFTs were so new and that's when Clubhouse started shifting from like, I guess the web two world and really a lot of NFT rooms were popping up. So why he and I just kept seeing each other in the same rooms. And then uh, we, I have a buddy of mine who hosts the podcast and I was like, I came upon, uh, stumbled upon Wahid's art and looking through his Instagram and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, nah, we got to talk to this kid. Like his story seems crazy. Uh, he's just putting out all this, this work and it's, it's crazy. But the evolution too, from like Lego characters to now a full body, almost realistic character was, was insane. So I hit him up and I was like, let's get him in a clubhouse room. So we hosted a room and we're talking to him for like, I don't know, maybe half hour, an hour. Uh, the vibes were incredible, you know, and you could just tell how much he cared about the art and the little things, which I appreciate a lot. He's just a really good dude. And you could just tell how genuine and everything he is. Um, so I try to keep those people close to me. And we just kept having conversations after that, always running into each other in the other rooms, talking behind the scenes. And, you know, then I ended up helping him mint his first couple NFTs and really getting introduced into the space. And then, you know, that's my brother. Now we, we talk more times than I talk to my, my mom and dad now. So <laughs> we, we just started, kept the conversations going and we had the idea of how do we create something that's a lot bigger, showcases his work, but welcomes in a lot more people into the smiles community. So it's been crazy. It feels like it was three, five years ago, but it's only been, you know, just over a year now. Yeah, it sure does. When I met this guy on Clubhouse, he was intimidating. He had a NASA shirt on. He was cheesing from ear to ear. I'm like, you know, way too much about the space. You know, like I, I was even afraid of hitting him up because like I didn't know much about crypto. I still don't know much about crypto. I don't know much about technology. I don't know. Like I was just here like, oh, Clubhouse. I was on Clubhouse back. Uh, I learned about Clubhouse through like Joe Button podcast, like a completely different mm-hmm. thing. So Clubhouse on some completely different thing, right? And then I was seeing uh, certain pages I follow on Instagram that I used to like make art and whatever on my Twitter pop up on like, I sold this for this much ETH. I'm like, what the hell is an ETH? Like, I know ETA, like that's the only in <laughs> those three acronyms. I know. So I, I remember like first hearing about Superware and uh, Jasty Designs, like, Remember the first time like he had this big breakthrough, you know, being 15 and like going on super rare and he wakes up one day and like his life has changed. I'm like, I remember I was at work. I'm like, damn, I really need to make art. Like I, I make art, but it's like, I cannot be doing this like $11 an hour and, and like putting like two hours a day t- towards art. But I don't, and so I was on clubhouse and when NFTs popped in, I remember like my friend sent me an invite. I put up a piece without knowing anything about the space. It was just, I was just seeing numbers. So I was like, Oh, if that's selling, my work should sell. I post this on Instagram for free. And I didn't, right? For like three, four months, it was like a humbling experience of knowing like, no, nah, it's not going to just sell because it's like, it was entitlement, you know? There was a certain level of entitlement that I went to the space. And then uh, because of that, I was like, okay, now I'm, I have to redo this and actually learn the space. And that's where I was on Clubhouse, uh, just on space to space, uh, going from uh, room to room. And that's where I met Gio. And like you said, you know, we we had a little conversation about the work and he was just always there to like show how, uh, like show up for me, you know, like I don't know how to mint. I don't know what gas fees were. He was there like explaining to me how this works and that works. And I had my first, I remember like after four months of just spending time on Clubhouse, I eventually ended up like dropping my first piece that I think was like what I consider my actual genesis. And the first one being more of like a testing era. And, um, you know, he was... I did the Genesis and then I did a four-part series that was released one every day, uh, just kind of telling the stories of how I got into the space. And Gio was in those rooms, host, like helping me host it every day, you know? And the beautiful thing was 
uh, back to the whole thing I talk about, that's our branding. It's crazy because uh, during those drops, I was late to rendering one of the pieces. So I was midway through a drop and I'm like, oh my God, I got time. I need someone to run the space and like room while I finish this piece. And me and Gio were talking, but we never really were like in the DMs, like messages. So it was the first time I hit him up. I'm like, like, do you mind running this spare room for a couple minutes? I just need to get this render out. And that was the day where I felt like it clicked because he ran that whole room. He was there for the four pieces, like monumental moments of my life where I really transitioned from just feeling like I was someone that made something to like an artist, you know, and he was there. So when uh, down the line, when Smiles came out, uh, like it came around and when I was thinking about that, I'm like, ah, Gio was the first person that popped in my head because he was there showing love. Uh, before there was any dollar amount attached to it, before there was any like any external uh, focus beside the fact that he was just there to show his love, you know? And that's why I just want to be surrounded by those people. And uh, it was the best decision of my life, you know? And he's like a brother to me and there is no one else I would rather, you know, it's not even a matter like, can I do it on my own? It's like, I don't even want to do it on my own. You know what I mean? Like I need him to be there because he's just a pillar, you know? And That's cool. You guys make a great team. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a yin and yang. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So then, so you started doing your art and then you ended up coming up with this character, right? Is the character called smiles or what's the, how, how would you describe the character? What's your inspiration? You know, he's always skateboarding and doing different things like that. So what's uh funny, a funny thing about the character is that there's a lot of history to it. You know, people think it's just this one character, the name All Smiles actually stemmed from that character because of everything that led up to that character being created. Um, after I had done the Pushaisi cover early in the year in 2021, you know, and then going on Clubhouse, that's like, you know, how mm-hmm. Bonnie's like attention or whatever. I had, I was in school, you know, I was still in school as an international student. So I was in school and I got a message from this, uh, an email from this guy is like about working with Supreme. And I was like, sure, I'm sure you work with Supreme. You know what I mean? Everybody works with Supreme, you know? Uh, I remember sending the email to my girlfriend and be like, can you like verify this while I'm at school? Because I can't, I leave work. I mean, I leave school and she's like, nah, like he's legit. So we start talking and they reached out. They're like, we want, we really love what you did with uh Shasty and we want to uh, like have you come and design one of our shirts for our um, summer collection. And I was like, it was the most craziest thing I've ever heard because I'm like growing up and like, I mean, when I came to the States in 2015, that was like when Supreme was like the peak, you know, like everybody wanted Supreme. I couldn't afford Supreme. And people were like, oh, it's $40, $60. I'm like, well, I didn't have $60. You know, like it doesn't matter if it was $60, even that. And it was so crazy to hear that from them. And they, I think they gave me 24 hours to design something, you know? And I was like, okay, I get back and I, you know, I had school the next day, but I sit down and I just create for the first time in like, since the Pushaisi cover, I actually created a piece that was in a sense for me with no guidelines without it being a commission. Create this piece, send it to them. I, like, I'm super proud of it. Send it to them. Wait a day or two. They get back to me. They're like, nah, this is not it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, like, this is really fire. Like, what do you mean this is not? They're like, no, we want to, we, we still want you. We just want you to go a different direction. Then they gave me a, a little bit more guidelines, but it was still pretty open. But the first piece I created, it was more from the heart you know there was no guidelines so i was like nah like i really love this and i made two versions of it i made a winter one and then my summer one and both of them got rejected and it really hurt me because i'm like this is like at the time my pinnacle you know and i'm like damn y'all said no to this and so that character became my genesis piece 
And that's the very character that's now in the collection, you know, <laughs> the very, wow. character, you know, uh, and uh, we, I took that and redid it in a sense a little bit just to kind of reflect me, took Supreme out of my, like, nah, screw that, you know, like we put all smiles in and uh, we released the Genesis and then I go on two, three, four. And then from that, from that very character stem, like, uh, you know, smiles verse. And it's crazy to see that very no like one door closing another one opening kind of thing and that's where the idea of all smiles came because when i posted that piece for my genesis i was really hurt you know because i'm like i really wanted this to be like the supreme piece and i was like what, what can you do you just smile through it like i'm like i could hear uh, like be all mad about it but it's like they still gave me an opportunity to make another one so that's how all smiles came is like you know rain or shine you just gotta keep smiling keep it pushing and i never in my thought <laughs> in my mind thought that was gonna lead up to what it is now but it's it's crazy. There's a lot of backstory to that character that we see today. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh pretty awesome. So what do we what do we have going on here? Jennifer, you have any questions you had in mind or I can keep going down my list a little bit? I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna monopolize the uh No, you're good. Um well I just wanted to bring Andy in because Andy is our producer, by the way, for those of you that, that listen in, you guys know he's the backbone to our podcast and he is very much into the smiles verse. He has like Andy. Tell us, tell us about your Smilesverse and also why you decided to like buy into Smilesverse. Because I don't think that you've been as obsessed with the project as Smilesverse. I just wanted to hear from you for a bit. Oh, um, I just remember seeing that first piece. Honestly, at least I think that's the one he's talking about with him on the skateboard in the air in like the city. And it's just like that piece like really drew me in instantly. It was just something about it. I could just see like this character story or just like, you know, stuff that I thought about the character. It was like, and, and that's the kind of stuff I like in my art, whether it's like music or comics or movies. And then he kept going with uh, like, you know, more pieces of the same character. And that's also something that like, you know, you can kind of get into. And uh, I like kind of like the serial nature of that, but uh, I don't know, man, the art's amazing. It's like so detailed. I just like, I have a uh, five red and uh Two silver right now. Wow. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, man. I minted four. I minted four. Um, I still have one of the ones I minted and kind of like, you know, shuffled around uh, the ones in between. But uh, that's yeah, beautiful. I think that's the most beautiful part, I guess, with, with our collection is we're, obviously by default, you have rarity baked into properties and stuff, but we never went on like an official rarity scale, like a rarity tools or something like that. Because at the end of the day, what we're seeing the most is that people are copying pieces that they truly resonate with and like every character every trait every clothing item it all has a backstory to it but then we have our own while he has his own but then it's also really cool to see people's own interpretations of what that means to them you think some of those clothes will ever make it to the real world you know i need the uh what is it the orange and green those like construction cargo pants i need those so if we can if we can get those like I'm, I like I during high school and stuff. Like during the summers, I used to work construction, and yeah. so the whole collection. I, I remember, you know, when I first came back, like when the first piece I put out that didn't sell, I was sitting here like, damn, maybe it's not selling because it's not futuristic enough. It's not crypto enough. You know what I mean? Like at that time, everything that was selling was like this futuristic neon cyberpunk city like art. And I'm like, that's not me. You know that that's not the stuff that I pull my inspirations from. And I'm like, even when I came to the collection, we weren't trying to come up with this crazy traits that are like 
to get like a like a plane that's behind them or something like you know what I mean? It was more of like, nah, like it's a construction vest. It's a yeah. it's a you know construction helmet or it's it's this and that. And it's always kind of focused on the daily stuff that I went through. You know what I mean? And it was beautiful to kind of see people kind of building that stories. But when it comes to like turning them into physicals, for sure, you know, like that's inevitable. And um, down the line, yeah, and there's like. <laughs> As this becomes like a clothing brand and stuff, um, in a sense, I look at this collection as almost like a mood board, you know, uh, for me pulling my all my inspirations, you know, obviously, like when you look at the shoes and stuff, they're heavily inspired by like real shoes, you know what I mean? Like, if not completely. And for me, it's always a matter of like, this was my mood board of like, these are the places I pull my inspiration. So music, this, this, that. And then when we start our own brand of clothing, you can tell where these references come. And when we started creating our own things, you could always reference back to the collection of like, oh, this is where the branded clothing is going, but it all stemmed from this collection where these are the influences, you know what I mean? We might have a collection that might be all construction vibes, you know what I mean? And that, it makes sense because it's like, this is where it's coming from. Or one that might be all like polos or like, you know what I mean? All these different stuff. And we want to kind of focus on like where that mood board, where those it stems from. And so this collection is almost like our foundation piece of like everything we build from is coming from this, you know? And so... All those pants and stuff for sure. Like that's yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm gonna be first in line for. I love those ones in particular with the cargo pants, like the cargo pockets in the front, and they're they're really nice. I love, hey. love nice comfy pants like that. So I feel love it. those, love those. <laughs> you got some things cool. coming. Nice. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's actually really interesting that you guys are that you well, he chose to like kind of you know it's just this single character like you know a lot of NFT projects, there's a bunch of different characters, right? And it's like, it just, they're, they're all kind of different, you know, people or, or it just kind of looks like they're different people, but you kind of decided to choose like, okay, here's the one character. And then let me kind of build around that and do all these, you know, different clothes and different, um, you know, colors of skins or whatever. And I think that's really interesting because I'm like trying to think, and I'm like, I don't know what any other projects that are like, that kind of like do it like that. So that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, also, let me see if Andy ha- has this pulled up, but um, Michael was talking about Smilesverse on the podcast before it even came out, which you guys launched in, was it October, 2021? Yeah. So, was it yeah. October or September? Yeah. Or September or something. Come out September. Um, how we move, you know, we push that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, here's a clip from our uh, September 8th show last year. Let's talk about, do you know about Smilesverse? Do you know Wahid, all smiles on Twitter? No. Familiar no. at all? He's really cool. We we actually, uh, my friend Trish asked me to host a clubhouse for him, uh, for his project, which which I did. And I didn't know too much about it. About a week before, Andy had said on Twitter, um, our producer Andy, he said, you know, I'm setting notifications for this. And I saw Andy message that. And I was like, ah, you know, something I got to keep my eye on later that night. I saw them do a room and I recognize his art. His art's actually blowing up. This is, it's not even a, this project's going to be really big. I think there's 8,888 of them. Um, He is a really impressive artist and person. He's 21 years old. He's from Afghanistan. He came to the U S six years ago and he's built this career. He's, uh, super humble the team behind him is like following him they're like they're like everybody was talking so highly it was really impressive he's impressive the art is awesome 
and uh, and you should check it out. It's what, what smiles. Is, is it? Oh, smiles. Smiles versus smiles with three S's. Are they on Twitter? Yep, they're on Twitter. Oh, yep, smiles. yep. You'll see that little yellow symbol. It's going to be big. Oh, I think I, I would, spelled I would, it wrong. I would. <laughs> oh, S-M-I-L-E. All, oh, there. Oh, wait. so all smiles yep. is Wahid. Oh, all smiles. Okay, I found it. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it's really cool. His art's dope. He's. He, I mean, honestly, he's like super, super impressive. He's going to be a star. Wait, is he the one that did the avatar things with the hair? Wait, no, like the full body, and they're like, like this. He's carrying a skateboard and everything for his profile picture. Yeah, that's well, that's his art, and that's what the project's going to be like. I'm not. He's had some. He has some really popular pieces, like I think like eleven. I've seen like some some big sales on his one on one stuff, but I'm not sure if which ones you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, it is this. Oh my gosh, I just clicked on the Twitter. Says he said, "Bro, what the f? My artwork is on Jimmy Fallon." Oh wow, yeah, dude. He, I'm telling you, he's a star. Like, yeah. Check out that project. Try and get on that whitelist. I would suggest that for anybody. Uh, that project's looking really strong. I actually remember in that clubhouse. I remember specifically. It was. I think were we were we in August and you dropped in September. Or were we in September and you dropped in. I think August? it was September and then exactly. we, we dropped. And he dropped. Okay, because yeah, I remember. I, I think Wahid said the words like, "We're going to drop by the end of September, no matter what." And then it still didn't. I was like, that's all good. And, but, you know, normally in the NFT space, people freak out on stuff like that. Oh, but they, with your guys' project, oh, did they, they freak out? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, did they? Trust me, I was on Discord. Like, uh, the thing is, uh, and so we obviously pushed the adopt date, but then we launched and then the rendering, right? The thing is, we had, I had to go through 8,800 of them to make sure I do quality checks, right? The art was done. Yeah. But the, yeah. going through all of that is like, to be honest, everybody was moving, right? There's only a handful of people I trust to do that, you know? Jill was taking care of ComplexCon. Uh, Coder was there. To, like, the people that I trusted that could look at the art and find little stuff in case we missed it were busy doing stuff. So I'm like, I have to do this alone. You know, me and my girl, she went through 8,888, and then I did. Wow. And we caught little stuff that I was like, no, I got to go fix this, right? I got to go fix this. Because for me, the biggest thing was like, I don't want this collection to come out and someone be like, Ah, so the one-on-one, because a lot of people love this off the one-on-one. So I'm like, if you like the quality of the one-on-ones, this has to be on par. You know what I mean? Like, I can't drop a collection and be like, ah, it's kind of there. No, like, I want to treat these each one like one-on-ones because they each one like one-on-ones, you know what I mean? So we went back and I remember doing all that. We finally got it rendered like three, four times until it was finally done. Uh, we uploaded to uh, try to upload it to IPFS, and then it's like, oh, we, and we were supposed to reveal that night, I remember. And we're like, ah, oh, reveal is coming at like 9 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. comes around, I do all the quality checks, everything's ready. We try to upload to IPFS. He's like, yeah, seven hours of uploading. I'm like, ah, fuck. I'm like, how are we going to tell And I called you, I'm like, Joe. Yeah, we got to mess the deadline again. Wait, meanwhile, I'm at one of my best friend's weddings in Georgia. I literally walk away from the like uh, event that's going on to take this call. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most, it was just crazy. Because like, the thing is, I get the frustration from both, you know, like, again, we put out deadlines, we miss them, so that's our fault. But since I'm, I'm just like, bro, seven hours more, like, nothing's going to change, trust me, like, it's going to come, you know, like, just go to yeah. bed. Wake up in the morning, it'll be there, you know? But it was, it was, yeah, so we did get a lot of, lot of, lot of heat that day. But when it did come out, I'm happy people enjoyed for what it was. And 
that 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 made it all worthwhile for sure. I was fine, uh, like waiting for it because I was excited about the quality. So I mean, I'm glad you took the time to do that. I, and I was just like, I don't care how long it takes, man. If this is anything like those one on ones, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, well, you guys were honest about it too. I remember the whole time, like you were letting people know, you know, it's this is what's going to happen. Where it was, you had the different levels of the pre sale. The pre sale was, I wouldn't say complicated, but it was like uh, intricate, where the holders of your one-on-one art they could mint 10 on level one then there was level two level three whatever it was yeah i was the same as andy i was able to mint four um and you guys actually helped me out like my my wallet address wasn't on there I forget, it might have even been you geo but i forget who it was somebody had to help me out and get it up on there like on the fly i, I was really appreciative of that and it it it's been amazing. Yeah, it was definitely a, a stressful week. I'll say that we all yeah I bet. we didn't sleep for seven days. And our our engineer is uh, based out of Italy, so the time zone is obviously a thing. But you know, I was up till seven eight o'clock in the morning all week with him yep. the entire time. Yeah, but for I think sure. I'm I'm really happy with how things went, just because we we obviously launched like the Discord and all this stuff before we even started talking about a generative project, like. It was just Wahid's one-on-one collectors and the small group that are always supporting. So we wanted to really make sure that we did everything we could to give those people an opportunity to get in on Mint and all the supporters that you know really did come in early because at the end of the day, they helped us get to where we were at at that point. So we wanted to make sure that we yep. did everything we could to reward it. And gas was like crazy at the time. That was before all the, the smart contract efficiencies now and, and we're doing much better. But at the time, it was all time high. Gas was thousands of dollars to mint a couple of pieces. So it was a little more intricate, but we did what we could. It was like almost like the market, there was a lot of projects coming out that was like not doing well. So we're sitting here like, damn, we did wait until the last moment when things are falling apart to really release this, huh? Don't we? You know, we're sitting there. <laughs> Like you would open your MetaMask, it'd be like three hundred dollar gas. I'm like, bro, I haven't even like I'm just opening up MetaMask. <laughs> like, why am I paying gas? Right. Like, I like the, I remember that day was just stressful. And we, the I understood like you know, for us, it was not about like just selling out simply. It was a matter of like, we want to get this in the hands of as many people as we can and people that like, that don't know about NFT. So this day, you know, people like only this percent of smiles is listed. A lot of them are not. I'm like, that's because I know a lot of people that bought it that don't even know how to list. You know what I mean? Like we got people to buy it that don't know how to flip, don't know how to, they're just there. They're like, I'm just here because I'm here, you know? And for me, yeah. it's like, I do it for those people. You know what I mean? And the, don't get me wrong. Like, I always say, like, if someone can flip and get their money to be able to change their life in any form, like, I've done my part as an artist. You know, like, that's that's more than I can because you, those people allowed me, like, use my art to allow it to change my life. And now it's, if I can use that to be able to change someone else, that's beautiful. But a lot of the people that I know, like some friends, they don't even know what flipping means. They don't know what listing even means. They were just like, oh, we're on the mint page. We made MetaMask. We bought it. And then they closed it and they po- changed as their profile picture. And whenever I post something about Smiles, oh, that's dope. Like, that's that's what it is. And for me, that's so much more impactful because it's like, right. there's no intention. There's no agenda attached to it. It's just like you're here for the very thing that we wanted to do, which is create a community that felt like it was lacking in the space. You know, me and Gio came in. We couldn't fit in any community. So we're like, screw it. We're going to make our own. And see people kind of resonate with that. And over time, realize like there was many of me and Gio's in the space that just were looking for the same thing. And it's like, but once you create that space, they come and pop in and like show up. And I remember uh, one of the community members we brought in, he said like, he used to always post lyrics, right? From Jay-Z and stuff. And usually people would always think he was like writing that himself and be like, are you okay? Like, is everything good? Mm. And he's like, the first time somebody actually responded 
to like a lyric he had tweeted about like it was a jay-z lyric or something that actually someone responded with like the following line of the lyric was like with a smiles profile picture right and he was like nah like this is this is the kind of community we want to be with you know what i mean like that's that's what i tweet 24 7 just lyrics. so i'm like it's beautiful to see like those connections kind of happen you know but that's it's yeah. beautiful you actually make a really good point there. And it's something that I wanted to bring up with you guys. So you build a community. A lot of the people are people that just wanted to buy your art and have your art in the NFT space. It's a little bit interesting because, you know, you put out this project and you're selling your art, but now everybody feels like an investor and they're like, when's it going to pump? When is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? How do you guys navigate that? What do you think about that? That's way different in the traditional art world. You know, somebody would out there be out there, they would sell art and person would be happy with their purchase. And that was it. But now in NFTs, it's, it's really not like that at all. Like these communities really want to see all kinds of stuff. How do, how do you guys navigate that? I think for us, it's, it's really just, we know what we're building towards. And a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, we're just hyper-conscious of the fact that like we are early. I know everyone says that, but yeah. The reality is the space has been around for less than a year. In most cases, a lot of people getting into the space, they've only been here for a month, two months, maybe even six months, but still in the grand scheme of things, that's a very short period of time. The reality is it's the wild west right now. We don't know what the next six, 12, 18 months is going to look like, but we know behind the scenes what we're building towards. And a lot of the stuff that's coming at us, it's, it's good in theory, right? Like it's good to always take the feedback because then we can maybe uh, input it into something that we already had in motion. But at the end of the day, we, are building a fashion brand here. We know what we want to do, why he's an amazing artist. Like even some of the stuff that he's put out in some of his one-of-ones recently, the clothing is just so different that from anything that we've seen before. And I get so excited at the fact of just being able to bring some of this into the real world and fruition, have people rock this in their everyday life. So we know what we're building towards and it's just almost horse blinders in a way. Like obviously take the feedback, adjust and adapt as we need to, but we always got to stay focused on our vision. For sure. And on top of that, it's always been, you know, like, I feel like the the quote-unquote pressure from the community usually comes when you see other projects, you know, going crazy. And you're like, oh, what, what about this, you know? But we realized, like, a lot of the stuff in the space can't really be backed up with data. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the stuff happened, and they just happened. You know what I mean? And, like, it's really hard to justify certain things of why they are what they are. You know what I mean? Like the most quote unquote successful project in the space is not even a year old. You know what I mean? Like like Bored Apes is the most successful. Like they're about to just hit their one year anniversary. So I'm like, there's not even enough data out here to tell people like what's the, the blueprint for success or what how even success is defined. You know, because is success hitting a certain floor price? Is success you know or like what does that even mean? Because for me, it's not about gatekeeping and be like. Now nah, you can't join my community. We're going to put a specific price point and you can't come in. You know what I mean? Because when I look at that, I'm like, that's the very things I was fighting against, you know, coming into the space. Because I didn't have, like, talking about Supreme, like, I didn't have enough money to get Supreme. So I would be hypocritical, like, turn around and be like, I want my collection to be an exclusive thing, but no one can get their hands on it. Like, you're kind of becoming the very thing you were fighting against, you know? And for me, it was a matter of, like, we know what we want to build. And uh, back to the whole thing, like the th- the community we're trying to build might not even be here yet. They might not even know about NFTs yet. You know what I mean? So we understand, like we're building something that when the mass masses understand, the people that we did, have, like interact on a daily, be able to come into the space and learn about NFTs, we're there for them. We're ready for them. You know. So for us, it's like we want to build what we want to build. 
um, and just kind of have our own vision, you know, and like obviously things come into place, like new ideas, new people, opportunities, and we want to make sure we're adaptable to it. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure we stay true to ourselves and not get changed by like, oh my God, we need to do an airdrop right now. Like why? There is no need to do an airdrop right now for us. You know what I mean? Like the thing is like, we need to build on what we want to do. It's like, we haven't released like we want to do a lot of stuff with the main collection is like dropping another collection on top of that for what, you know what I mean? Like that just, you're just giving into the whole idea of like, Oh, everybody else is doing a collection. We should like do another one. And so it's, it's good to have like people like Gio and all these people were like, we kind of land on the same page of like, are we not doing that? No. Okay. Perfect. Like I understand that there's a mutual understanding. And so we want to make sure we do it our way. You know what I mean? And that might take a little longer and that might, not be the go to the moon we're going to the moon kind of route but it's organic you know what i mean it's always been that from the ground up i think that's like i think we talked about a little bit yesterday but that's the biggest takeaway that i hope people take from our project is that you don't need to follow the board apes route you don't need to follow the doodles route they're all amazing projects doing great things but at the end of the day if you're just trying to copy everyone in most cases and not you're probably too late because there's a thousand other projects also doing it so we just want to, you know, carve our own lane, stay true to what our vision is. I love that. Um, yeah, I remember. So when you guys first launched, there was like an initial pump up to like whatever it was, 0.8, almost an ETH, I think, even right off the bat. And then for a long time, for a couple months, it was between 0.2 and 0.3. And that's when I was telling everybody. I was like, and Giovanni, I think you and I even had a quick uh, message about it. And I was just telling you how much I loved it. And you were like, yeah, I don't even, and I was saying people are crazy how low they're selling it for and you were like, I don't even care what the floor is right now. I know what we're doing. And I remember you said that. And I was like, yep. And that's what really let me know. And like, cause I, people that know me know that I don't like telling people what I think is good, what I think will do well. I'll always say what I'm doing and why, but this one in particular, I always just, I was just like at between 0.2 and 0.3, I have a couple of friends that bought a bunch of them. I know some people in our discord and from the podcast bought, and there's a bunch of people that have said to me, I wish I listened to you uh, when you were telling us to buy them between. I just remember every time it got to point three, people would start undercutting down to point two. I just couldn't, I just kept buying myself. And uh, yeah, I, I have a few reds. I have a bunch of silvers. I kept buying the silvers. I like those a lot. The silver and, uh, surfers, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Silvers are good. Like it's all, it's all really good, but I like the ones with the big smiles and the whistles. Like I just, there's not all there's, there's a lot of projects out there that look similar, like the 2D cartoons and stuff. This is something really unique, and no one's even really been able to copy it like that since. It's it's a really, really special one. I'm glad to hear how you guys are talking about it. It comes back to what Jennifer was kind of saying, too, uh, about the whole like character design, right? Like About yeah. using just one character instead of multiple ones. Because for us, it was a matter of we're not trying to pander. You know what I mean? We're like Cause I had people reach out. They're like, what, what, what about um, like woman smiles or like, what about this? So you got to add this. So you're going to add that. I'm like, no, like not off the bat. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is telling my story. Cause if I add all these characters, they don't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like these characters are just added to be able to feel like I'm hitting a quota of like, Oh, you got this check. You got this check. Like that's not what this project is. It's not a checklist of trying to make everybody happy. It's a, it's my story. I'm an artist, right? You don't hit up Van Gogh and be like, Hey, so what, are you going to do another one? Like, you know, like, <laughs> that everybody's like, nah, this character that's in this collection has a story, you know? So when I do Woman Smiles, it's going to be in my one-on-ones before it's in the collection. Like, I want to tell these characters' stories 
before I introduce them and be like, here, like, why would I buy a character I don't even know? Like, why would I even, like, emotionally invest in a character that I don't even know much about? You know what I mean? And, like, I guess it's just part of storytelling. And I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, being able to tell a narrative and a story. Uh, I mean, that's what makes us human at the end of the day, you know? And for me, it's always been about, like, you keep one consistent character and you just put them in different environments. Because that's how it's always been for me. And, like, it is for everybody, right? Like, on a constant day-to-day, you're just put in different scenarios, like, different people groups and you just got to make sure you adapt and you know like and that's how this was like no matter what kind of environment it is no matter what he's wearing it's him you know he's consistently him and it's funny because we're talking about the red character uh that one was actually added like that skin color was added like towards the very end because Mm. it was the last two weeks and it was a lot of frustration things things were like going well and then we realized everything went wrong you know i mean and it was just a lot of frustration and like adding on to that you know and like that color uh, initially like it was only like uh four skin colors or something or three skin colors and then that one added at the end because i'm like nah i'm angry like that we added that and then we added a little like smoke coming out of his ears like uh, there was a lot of stuff that was built as the project went on kind of reflecting the time it was created so it's, it's good to see like people liking like certain things like yeah. once you start telling the stories it'll be fun to be able to have people see that yeah that that that's really interesting and also um I was just thinking about because in the beginning you were saying like you know you started you started minting some of your nfts and they weren't selling you're saying you're starting for a couple months like you know your stuff like wasn't selling and then you know you started coming out with these one of ones people started buying them and then and then you came out with a collection after that, which I always think is smart when, when people do like a little like, you know, market testing first, launch some NFTs and then drop a collection and not just go straight to the collection. Um, but what was that 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 process like? And maybe even for um, artists listening now that it's like, you know, maybe they don't have an audience um, or they, you know, they're just getting into NFTs, but it's like, you know, how do they get themselves out there? How do they get people to notice their work? Maybe, you know, they're incredible artists like yourself, but you know, it's not just like you had said earlier, it's not just about being an incredible artist. You need, you need eyeballs, you need, you need people wanting your stuff. So what advice would you give to people in that situation that you were, you know, in the very beginning? Um, honestly, it comes down to, you know, I was in a crossroad of, do I switch my style up and make something that will be in a sense acceptable by the market, but not true to myself? Or do I say true to myself and that might not sell in the market, you know? And uh, I just chose the latter, you know, and it all comes down to being able to, I, I think, you know, like when it comes, like even back to like the word community, right? Like that's thrown a lot. So like you need to build a community as an artist. You need to do that. It's like, I don't think anybody, if you're an artist, don't focus on the community focus on your art and the community will build around it you know because the thing is i just think the art like the foundation like stones should be so strong because if you build a whole community but the foundation is not strong when things get bad they have nothing to go back to you know what i mean when you have that strong foundation for me it's like the art when the floor was at point two people are still on discord talking about oh look at this look at that right because the art was there but now if the art is there like art is not there it's really hard to have people engaged when things are not going well. Like, why am I sticking around? You know what I mean? Like, so I would say, uh, just, I know it sounds cliche, but honestly, just true to who you are and make art that like is true to you. And over time it's inevitable, right? Like you just need to get 
eyes on it and not necessarily need to feel like you're selling the art, right? When I was reaching out to people for them to look at my work, I wasn't reaching out on some like, hey, buy my work. I was showing them like, after my Genesis sold, that's when I reached out to people, you know what I mean? And I was on some like, look at my work. That's it. Like, it's already sold. I don't need your money. Like, I don't need you to put any money out. Just look at it. I just want you to see like, do like, this is something that maybe you have not seen before. You know, this is my vision for this thing. And I think that was the most successful route for me where it was like, it was less to do with like, I need people to buy my work. It was more of like, I just need people to see my work. You know what I mean? So that was whether that was just DMing thousands of people, you know, like I literally created a generic text. Like I was like texting thousands of people. Cause I'm like, I have to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? I was doing that. I was on clubhouse rooms, but honestly, a lot of these connections formed because we we're just kicking it. Like a lot of these people that are like, even the team that was built, and all these people that are, that are now part of the team is like we were talking and we were friends before there was any business involved, you know? And I think that's so important is like you start talking to people, you treat them as humans and you walk into these conversations, you walk into these rooms, you walk into these spaces with not an agenda, but just there to interact with people. Good people come around, like, you know, like one of my biggest sales happened from somebody that I met, like that caught my first, like my second in the seat. And it just ended up because I was telling my story and I was explaining it. And he hit me up. He's like, I'm a fellow brown guy in Toronto. He's like, I love your work. And here we are now. You know what I mean? And we connected. It's like, you can't put a price tag on that. You can't chill that. You know, you just got to be there and you got to experience that. You know, that's actually one of the best points and one of the best pieces of advice. Anytime anybody asks me, I'm new to the space. How do I get out there? You, you go and make friends. You go on spaces. You go on Clubhouse. You interact with people. That is that is the exact way to do it. Don't always just go on and chill. You just go on and be yourself and make friends. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're there and you're dedicated, that's gonna it's gonna pay off for you. That's awesome. That's really good advice. Um, Andy, did you did you have any questions at all? I wanted to give you an opportunity to ask a question if you wanted. Oh, hmm. I don't know. Any any a favorite uh you always see like a like a famous person or two pick pieces up around. Do you have any uh uh, favorite uh, famous holders that uh, have gra- grabbed the smiles? We got a few, but I think my favorite <laughs> one is uh, Jerry Lorenzo from uh, Fear of God. That's, I mean, we're a fashion brand, so I personally love Fear of God. I've been a big fan for a while, so that was really cool to see. Uh, for me, honestly, the little baby situation was just wild uh, because my third NFT ever was called My Turn. It was literally based off his album. Like that era of like being able to kind of take ownership and be like, you know, if there's no road, you just got to pave it yourself, you know? And uh, I, 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 it's crazy. You put out that piece, you call it after this artist that you really love and fast forward a couple months and that artist that you kind of talk, like named your whole piece about comes around and buys like a smile, you know? For me, that was such a humbling moment is like things coming full circle where you just got to put energy out there in the world. You, you don't know when it's going to like come back for circle. It might not be in a month or two, but when it does, it's just, it was just, I remember calling you. I'm like, I don't know what the hell just happened, but what is going on? <laughs> you know, like it was, mm-hmm. so that's probably one of my, uh, just cause of like, like the impact his music has on my, like my life and how like motivated that gets me to be able to push through and all that. And to have that, like the artist that inspires you kind of going around and like buying art from you is beautiful, you know? Oh, I got to throw in. I forgot about one too. Alexis Ohanian. I'm coming from Web2 startups. So just seeing him come in and cop a piece, like that was mind blowing. I've read his books. I followed his his career through Reddit. Like 
that was a full circle moment so it's cool seeing who's like you know like getting in and who's like hip but like uh that tweet that you uh well you you kind of like shared it in a tweet and that's like when that's when like twitter can be like storytelling because that was like awesome kind of going through like the little like uh the beginning of it where you were telling about how that started with little baby and you were like pitching that and like and then and then just getting to the end of it it's just like you know like three acts it was just it was just like an awesome it's like when twitter can actually be like you know not not a shitty place and kind of an awesome storytelling <laughs> right when the threads are not exposing people <laughs> thread below yeah. nah, 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 oh, thread nah, guy nah. is one of your biggest fans i love uh, thread guy uh-huh. the thing is with him bro like i he had sent me a message i had missed it but like i remember when he put out that thread and i read it and i'm like damn he knows more about me than i know about myself like he started yeah. adding up all the sales with my one-on-ones. I'm like, damn, that's what I did. Like, so he's just, it's just a cool guy. Just knowing, like, he was like around my age, he was crazy, and I, I love, I love that man. Good energy. That's what's up. Yeah, a lot of the and a lot of the NFT influencer people on Twitter are big fans. I know, I know a whole bunch of them that I'm friends with. They're also fans of your project, and that's always going to help in the future when when there's news out there. Those kind of people are going to share it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have that, but that's another reason why I'm so confident in the way it's because just like, you know, people, people love this project. Like as far as like, like the OGs and the people in the know, you know, this, this project's amazing. And I think, I, really- I think one part of that whole influencer thing that like worked a little differently for us was mm-hmm. those influencers in a sense got onboarded because the community like put the work in there, like, and they mentioned, yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. us on like, we're reaching out to you and we got to give you a certain amount of percentage. You're going to do this sure. and this, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to give you money or do it again. It's like, nah. It's, we, orga- gonna, it's organic. Yeah, it's we're going to do it from the yeah, ground yeah. up. And then they, it's like you work until you can't be ignored kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have to reach to these influencers and like being able to connect with them, it was almost like on some, they really were like, we we're talking to as like human to human. It wasn't on some like transactional and that was beautiful too, you know? Because uh, they they kind of got on boarded because they wanted to get on boarded instead of us feeling like we kind of paid our way into like that mm-hmm. section of it for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what do you guys? So if you had to kind of articulate what you think the future you want to look like, I know a lot. You know, fashion, hip hop is a lot of the ethos of the project. What do you guys foresee? What's your dream in one year, two years, five years? Um, what do you want to see out of the project? You know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, for me, it's about like honestly, it's in in a sense, I look at art as more than just the product, but also like a lifestyle, you know what I mean? Like, uh, being an artist is more than just what you create, it's how you move. And for us, there just seems like I had so much ideas of stuff that I pull from, and being able to kind of mix, uh, you know, my understanding of like pop culture and Western culture coming here. And mixing that with like my influences from Afghanistan, you know, very different lifestyles, extremely different. But uh, it's so crazy. You don't say. You don't say. You know, <laughs> yeah. the crossovers and stuff. But for us, it's a matter of like I want to, like clothes. Obviously, being a big major of it. Like for me, it's like I want to have clothes where like it's more than just. I, I treat clothes like canvases. You know what I mean? Like. You, it's it's walking canvases. I want to treat them as that. Um, music, obviously, being part of it, uh, knowing how messed up the music industry is with artists and how 
you know, they make sense of million dollars made from like labels, being able to kind of shift that and being able to allow an opportunity for artists to be able to come through like smiles and almost use it as a platform rather than like, are we going to screw you over and we're going to take all your money and you'll, you'll good luck. You know what I mean? Like that's how labels do doing that yeah. clothing. Um, you know, we got festivals lined up, but we want to like AR and stuff like also tap into the metaverse, but also making it where like it goes into the real world. You know, like the, we, we, we're a big fan of, you know, AR and VR and metaverse, this and that. But at the end of the day, when those things turn off, you got to exist in the real world. You got to still go outside. You still got to, and we wonder what do you want to embrace that and, um, turn like smiles into like a household name in that sense, you know, being able to, um, treat clothes as canvases you know that's that's yeah, the goal. it really seems like cool. i mean if you just look at the pieces like you know if you if you're on smilesverse on open sea and you're just like looking through it's like it's very like the clothing that you chose to like design for the character it's very different and it's very like whoa like you could really tell that you're very into fashion and it's like and you know a lot of the pieces are androgynous you know where it's like you know, it, it has like a little masculine and feminine um, style to it. You know, there's like you have like a skirt and like a male character. And I think it's very like um, it, it can also be a bit of like that, like shock factor thing, which, which is what makes it like cool. Because it's like, whoa, like, you know, I haven't seen somebody wearing this like this looks different, you know. And and I think that's also really special. And it's like, you know, the guys wearing crop top, just like a little bit different that I think um is kind of like enticing uh, to people. And they're kind of like, whoa, like, you know, what is this? Like, and I think that that's like what fashion is kind of supposed to do. Right. And I think a lot of projects is like, oh yeah, you know, just like a t-shirt or whatever, like hoodie. My, in the background, my art is like, they're just wearing some hoodies, you know, you know, that you could tell like you really took your time, like designing like the clothes. And, and that's just like, so interesting, you know, that's like, wow, like you thought of this and, you know, you just like decided to do it. And, and I also, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, ahead, I also think that, that like, it's like this project, like kind of is like giving you creative freedom to feel like you can do what you want. And, and when Michael was asking, Oh, like, what are your plans in the future? It just made me think like, you know, as um, somebody that's like a creative and an artist, it's like, you know, you probably have so many different ideas and it probably feels really good to feel like you can kind of execute on whatever you want, you know, being that this is like your project and everything. Yeah, 100%. And for us, like, even when we're going and creating the traits and stuff we have coming up is like explaining why those traits exist, you know, like it's more than just like, oh, we created this and there it is, you know what I mean? Like explaining down the line, like why that, like, um, like the kilt he's wearing, the little skirt thing, uh, I remember the first time um, ASAP Rocky had worn that, you know, uh, this, I think in 2016. And there was a lot of backlash, you know, coming from him. But I'm like, and he went on to explain like how like he was wearing it. For me, I'm like, that's what it's supposed to be, right? Like it's not supposed to be, fashion is not like, like what is the most popular thing? It's about staying true to who you are and how you move, you know, like the best fit you can wear is the one you're comfortable with, you know, wearing. And so that's how I always treat it as like, it's always about taking a risk, but also staying true to yourself. And staying true to yourself at times could just be taking that risk because you are one-on-one in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, if everybody was true to themselves, this world would be crazy, like, unique. You know what I mean? And that's how I treat it. It's like people that took those, like, leaps of faith of being able to stay true to themselves even on the face of, like, oh, that's not cool to wear. Like, oh, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, back home, like, 
wearing like shorts outside is crazy like you don't even wear shorts you know you only wear it if like if you're going and playing soccer like professionally you know but like wearing shorts outside is not a normal thing you know and like but if you wear it that's a rebellious thing but it's not because that if you want to wear shorts you should be able to wear shorts you know what i mean and that's how i treat it it's like this collection is going to come down with those stories of explaining why these traits are added why these traits mean something why are this here and there so I'm excited to finally have like people build their narrative, but also us kind of explaining to them this was the foundation, and you kind of like people could take their pieces and kind of run with it and explain like their versions of it, like the grocery bag being there. Like, you know, I used to work at a uh, at school as a work uh, work study position, and like I worked at like a food shelf, you know. And um, at the end of the day, like my boss would tell me like, oh, if there's anything left, you can take it home. So I'd call my mom and be like, okay, so I have these stuff left. What do you want me to bring home? You know, like because I only worked eleven dollars an hour, so I didn't really. I couldn't contribute a lot to the household in terms of like money or rent and stuff. So that was my way of giving back to my family. You know what I mean? And being able to put that in the collection, now people building their own little narratives around it. It's like, like this is beautiful. You know, something you think is so personalized to you and you put it out there and then now everybody can create their own stories of it. That's what I think art is supposed to be at its core. You know, like it's there for you, but it's it's a bigger right. picture, you know? I love that. Can can you, can you explain why they all yeah. have skateboards? What's the story behind that? So the whole thing was like growing up in Afghanistan, you know, like we don't even, I don't think now we might, but like, we don't even have like a paved enough road to skateboard. <laughs> like that's not a thing, but I always grew up like loving it. Cause I had some friends, uh, you know, I went to an international school back home that like skateboarded and all that stuff. And I grew up playing the Tony, uh, mm-hmm. Tony Hawk games. Right. But it's like, damn, like the most accessible sport back home is soccer. You know, you just need a soccer ball. You just need a little bit of a, a semi flat land and you'd be good. You know what I mean? <laughs> but skateboarding was not one of those things and when i came here i had friends that skateboarded but i felt like i was too old to start you know like i came here and i was 15 i'm like nah y'all felt so many times when you're seven that your bones are made to be able to skateboard if i fall now like i'm gonna break a bone and never recover you know so like and uh so for me it was always a matter of like when i created that genesis that's why when supreme made me up they didn't give me a guideline they were just like oh can you send us some uh, like some examples of stuff that you wanted to be so when i created that piece it was a sense of like I didn't get to grow up in New York. You know, I always loved New York because like growing up watching Spider-Man, I knew about New York before I even knew what the United States was, you know, like that's how it was. Uh, Like loving skateboarding and like all the stuff that I felt like I never got to experience growing up. But now I had a chance of having my like, like digital stuff kind of go through those experiences, you know? So that's what it was. Is like all the stuff that I felt like, like the last piece I put up, like the snowboarding one, I've never snowboarded. I'm on skiing, but like I've always wanted to, right? But it's those fears that you can't do in real life. And now you have an opportunity to bring those in real life and like, the, in a sense, like the virtual world. So that's kind of how like the skateboarding evolved. And the whole walking thing with the suitcase, like I've been traveling from place to place all my life, you know, like uh, at 15, I came here and then I have to move again and again. It's always been a hard reset, you know? And like even building those friend groups has been so tough because mm-hmm. you get to move again, you know? And so, like, that's why we even making the character always walking and always having the bag. It's like, he's always on the go. It's just like how we were, like, doing it. And, like, so there's a lot that goes into it that, I, you know, we're just excited to finally being able to kind of reveal and show people, like, that there's more to it than just, like, aesthetically yeah. pleasing, you know? I have one last question here, then, Michael. I'll give it back to you and, you know, we can wrap this up shortly. But I'm just curious, Wahid, um, how you learned how, I guess, learned how to be an artist. I don't know how it to word that but it's like how did you learn how to how to create art and like be so good like what did you what like can you tell me the story about that <laughs> what, you're an artist nah. 
No, honestly, in a sense, I look at it, it was out of, like, necessity, you know, now that I really dig back into, like, because I didn't grow up making art, you know, like, uh, I guess I had some sketches when I was in, like, second grade, you know, but, like, I didn't really grow up making art. And uh, in high school, I would edit some of my friends' picture, like, move the saturation, <laughs> make it, like, create, but, like, nothing really insane, you know? And then the pandemic hit, and I couldn't go outside and play soccer, you know? Like, uh, I'm, like, my like my mom is, like, 50, you know? Like, I cannot put her at risk in, like, of COVID or anything. So I had to stay home. And for my own, like, mental health, like, I was, like, I got to do something to, like, relieve this, like, stress that's causing, you know? Like, the whole world's on pause, and everybody's in stress mode, you know? Especially the... so. I remember uh, I had like a computer, like a 2012 Lenovo computer, and it was not at all made for anything, you know. And um, back to the whole thing, when I was seeing people like, uh, I was seeing certain pages that I follow on Instagram, they were making art about specific album covers. I'm like, I wonder what they use. And I remember one day he posted on his story that was a little icon of this little program. And I went and Googled it. I didn't know what the name was until I found it. It was like a free 3D program. I'm like, Okay, I'll take it. And we downloaded it and uh, it was the beginning of the pandemic. You know, that's when I really first started. And it was just like back to the whole thing. I didn't even consider myself an artist. So that fear of even putting my work out there was non-existent. Like I would just put it out there because I'm like, I don't consider myself an artist at that point. It was just like, I like, I like music and I like growing up with Legos. So I'm just going to combine these two and like make recreate these album covers out of legos you know what i mean like that's how it started really you know it was very it was a very simple idea i did that until i got to the point where those google images that i was looking for that made specific logos i couldn't find them i'm like damn i want a lego to be in a specific pose but these google images are none of them so i'm like damn i really need to make you know what i mean like i can't go off google images so that's how 3d got into this and i'm like oh so actually in order for me to have a lego pose in a way i have to actually make the lego you know what i mean and that's how it started and from that it was a trial and error and i got into like almost a stylized character and then the pushaisi album cover happened they hit me up and they're like we want you to make a cover i'm like yes <laughs> you know like there was it was a good that was the most money at that time for a commission i didn't i've never made a human character at that time and i was like i said yes to it because i'm like i don't know how but i'll figure it out you know what i mean and that led to where we are now you know and so it's been it's been a crazy That's crazy cool. crazy right a very short amount of time. That's amazing. Yeah, super short amount of time. I mean, you're you're an amazing talent to 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 Thank figure you, all that out and such as yeah. I mean, no kidding. No, I'm not no not blowing smoke. Like, and then in such a short time for you to go from not really even being a quote unquote artist to creating a collection like this and art like this that resonates with so many people. Your future's so bright. I mean, you're gonna be able to do anything you want. You're Thank literally you. gonna be able to do anything you want, man, for sure. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. For sure. And yeah, we appreciate you too. Um, usually I ask you, Jennifer said, we're going to get close to the end now. Usually I ask the guests what other projects and artists that they are into in the space. So if you guys have any other favorite ones, you might. Uh, this is, I, I have to figure out, but his name is Goliath. Uh, he's one of my friends. He's probably one of the most talented artists I've come across. His use Goliath. of color. Uh, like because cool. he is extremely talented. Like anybody that's cool, like, his use of color. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's V. It's Van. It's Van Goliath. Uh, V A N G O L I A T H E. And his project is coming uh, actually later this month. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, yeah. His, his use of color and composition and stuff is second to none. So he's extremely talented. He's done a lot of one on ones. He's coming with his own like mini little little collection. Uh, just 
don't know. You, it, the art speaks for itself. Back to the whole thing where like, I don't even need to sell people on art. I just need them to be like, yep. oh, look at it. You know, <laughs> you got to love it yourself. So that's, that's yep. why. I, got to give I found them. To, uh, I found them. I got to give a shout out to Menji. Menji is uh, an artist that's been doing his thing the past few months. He kind of got his start doing a derivative of a couple of smiles uh, from the team members that they owned and a couple of community members. But I've been talking mm-hmm. a little bit and I know he's got something coming soon. So I'm excited to see what he comes out. So okay. Shout out, man. I had no idea. Menji coming on, son? That's beautiful. Uh-oh. And I know you guys did, uh, you guys shine a light on some artists in the community. And I think there was like a kind of a smiles collective. I think there were four artists that you guys helped launch some pieces not too long ago. The artist collective. I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. excited about yeah. So. It was a really good opportunity Beautiful. to to pilot now with uh, the initial artist at Dwale, uh, Grok, a yeah. bunch of amazing artists that came through. And Menji's actually in the Artist Collective as well. So That's what I thought. That's yeah. what made me think of it, because I thought I remember seeing that name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so sure. just kind of, you know, we're an artist-focused project, so doing what we can to up, yeah. up-and-coming artists in the space. So Love that. Yeah. That's something you don't need to do, but it's really good for the community. It's just really good all around. I, I love that aspect. And it's back to the whole thing of, like, these people are talented, you know, they're phenomenal yeah. artists and you just like, we've been blessed to be able to, in a sense, create this platform that, you know, they can now uplift these artists, you know, back to the whole thing where like, they don't need to go DM 3000 people like I did, you know, <laughs> like I want to be able to just make, the whole goal is not to just go through the door, but like hold it open for the next person to go through or make it mm. easy, a little bit sim- easier. You know, these people are phenomenal. Like they just need people to look at their work, you know, back to the whole thing. Like when, um, so it's a blessing to be able to be in a place where you can, to an extent, allow these artists to just be seen, you know, because their work speaks for themselves. Love that. And you guys plan on doing that more, I presume? Yes. Absolutely. Very nice. Well, well, thank you, Giovanni and Wahid, so much for taking the time. I know we've kind of been back and forth for a couple of weeks trying to, you know, schedule a time here. And so really honored to have you guys on the show. Um, and hopefully all of our listeners really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jennifer, Michael, and uh, also Andy for y'all just like showing so much love from the get-go. You know, like I said, that y'all have been here and showing love from way before the project launched. So I'm yeah, just grateful yeah. to, you know, just be here and allow the space to be able to speak on all this. So thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we're, we're here for the ride. Thank you guys for putting on such a great project, being such a great team being there for the community, being honest. And, you know, you get eaten alive if you're not. And you guys are, you guys are the real deal. So we, we love to see it. Much love. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. Um, and yeah, thank you all. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.